Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,532. Stay focused on what you do best and just go for it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiast, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm very revved up and excited today to share with you a very special guest calling in from beautiful Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Nelson Gill. Nelson Gill is the owner of ACC Performance, where they design, engineer, and manufacture the original Boss Hog Torque Converters. The company was founded over 50 years ago in 1970. Nelson purchased the company in 2005, and he took it from a business shipping into just five states to today, where they ship across the United States and beyond. Today, you'll find Boss Hog torque converters in cars and trucks in over 14 countries, all originating in beautiful Muscle Shoals, Alabama, here in the great United States of America. I'll be back in just a minute to talk to Nelson, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. We'll be right back. Hey, Cars Yeah! I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark a Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to carsyad.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Nelson, welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you before I jump into my first question here, and I guess this is a question. What's maybe one little thing that most people don't know about you, Nelson? Well, I really enjoy inspiring and motivating people you know it's you know to aspire positively to be a good influence for a large group of people awesome and what are some ways that you do that well you know here obviously um everybody makes mistakes i look at those as learning opportunities you know so we try to teach motivate and inspire and you know put in a high energy instead of sitting in there and berating people and beating them up a lot of them really care about their job already. So yeah. we have taken that principle and really driven that home with, you know, our entire team here. 
Yeah, well, it's the way to be a leader for sure. That's the sign of a great leader. Well, listen, as we continue on your journey here and we take a walk through your life and what you've in- created there and built at Boss Hog Tour Converters, you and all your talented associates, I'd like to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Nelson, grab the wheel. Certainly, man. It's not like, you know, just one thing. Motivation is all around us. And, you know, starting from, you know, way back in the 80s when Nike put out that, you know, just do it, you know, advertisement with old Bo Jackson. And, you know, Les Brown came out with a book that was really inspirational to me. Live Your Dreams, Will Smith, Bear Bryant. All of these were, you know, uh, Nick Nolte. uh, A lot of these guys were very inspirational. And it was all about, you know, hey, man, put your nose down the grindstone, stay focused on what you do best and just go for it. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely true. That that campaign fight, Nike, I think, got more play from everyone else than any Nike or campaign, I should say, I've ever heard of. And And what's beautiful about it is its simplicity. And it's so basic and so many people, I think they skip that whole concept when they're trying to get something done. They they get nervous, they work around it, they procrastinate. They don't just do it. So let me ask you this. When you think about those quotes in your life, how have you incorporated that into what you're doing there at Boss Hog Torque Converters? Well, Mark, I'm a very driven person. I've always wanted to be, you know, that successful guy, that successful person. And I've had to work hard for for everything that I've got. And when I say work hard, I mean between 100, 130 hours a week, just day in, day out. I I even have some of our uh, employees call me a terminator. They don't understand. I'm just wide open all the time, you know, and I try to keep that level of energy and excitement up. And, you know, you'll be surprised. I mean, people, you know, it's like being at a football game and everybody's sitting there screaming and yelling and you get, you know, entrapped that energy that, you know, that uplifting that that injects into the people around you and stuff. And that's what I'm trying to do here with with our guys. Uh, uh, some of these people, you know, have never run a lathe machine or never welded before. And the kind of welding we do is so next level. We've incorporated that stuff from um I don't know if you've ever heard of a spray art transfer before. This is a structural welding that is literally six to eight times stronger than what most people weld at. I want I want to talk about that a little bit more, and I want you to talk about your business a little bit more. But I, I want to stay with this subject just a little bit because I think it's really important. And you used a great analogy there, a football game. I mean, you see people at a football game that normally are, are rather reserved, sedate, maybe comatose, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden they're jumping and screaming and they're doing things they never would have done. And that's because of the surrounding uh, environment for the most part, other people standing on their feet, getting excited and so forth. So being a leader that does that is so important. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people look at people like you, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. You and I met, we were on a a podcast webinar that uh, uh, Mike Linner put on, and I'm actually going to be uh, interviewing Mike tomorrow, so he'll be a guest on the show, uh, and his cohort, Jeff. And, and you had you brought so much energy and positivity, and, and especially during this time when things are very dire and challenging for everybody with this virus, uh, but you were so upbeat and positive. What are some of the things that you do 
that enable you to do that? Because no doubt you're faced with challenges. You've worked your tail off all these years. But maybe for somebody out there that is leading a group of people or just the head of their family or part of a family or a social media environment, what are some of the the tips and tricks you might offer for people on how to stay up, how to stay positive when things maybe aren't so positive? Well, certainly. You know, what What I always want to do whenever I'm attacking just a, a day in this day and time, like you were saying, you know, I get in here extra early. I do the things that other people would not expect me, you know, as an owner to do. Uh, I'll jump on a, on a machine and, and help show them how to do things and, and motivate them. I also uh, just out of the blue for no reason whatsoever. I might bring donuts in or provide pizza for the whole crew and stuff. And, you know, going through every single piece and then pulling them off to the side and saying, look, this is how this part goes together. So you can actually meet the two halves together. This is why we do these things. And it makes things make more sense when they see the total picture. That in, It gives them a lot more understanding. You know, and you know, berating a person, a lot of a lot of people beat themselves up so much over it, especially if they already care. We don't need added additional negativity to a situation that the mistake has been made. That's when that is the learning opportunity in itself. I actually get excited when when mistakes are made, and it's not excited in a negative way. It's excited as in, okay, look, this is the mistake. This is what's going on. This is why we want to go through this particular thing. This is how we achieve those those specs. Again, who, what, when, where, how, and then you can also bring in some more people. And a lot of people don't expect somebody from behind the desk to jump out on the machine and actually do the work. And by getting in there with them and doing the trenches, heck, you know, school is out. I have a six-year-old daughter that's in first grade that she's having to finish from home and, and here at work. You know, we had a very large shipment going out, and I ended up walking across to our other shipping building and stuff. And lo and behold, here's my six-year-old daughter shrink-wrapping one of the skids that's going out. Nice. I didn't <laughs> well, even know she knew what that was. I mean— Well, she's she's learning from dad. You know, she sees you, and she you uh, convey to her the value of hard work. I mean, this doesn't go unnoticed on children. Uh, my father worked very hard, was always up early and gone at the office, and— worked late and weekends and I'd come down on the weekends when I was a kid and clean his office. He ran an architectural company, um, his own firm. But you touch on something important and my regular listeners have heard this before. So I apologize if you've heard this before, but it's a good message. And my dad taught me this and it sounds like it's something you've taught your daughter. And he said, you know, no matter what you do and where you work, act as if you own the company. Get in early before most of the workers do. Stay late after most workers have gone off to the bar or restaurant or home to pop a beer, whatever they do when they get home, and treat that business like it's your own, even if it's not. If there's a piece of trash on the ground, stop and pick it up and throw it away. All those things get noticed, not only by your coworkers, and maybe they start following your lead, but also by your boss. And if you're the boss like you are, do that stuff too, like you've talked about, because your employees, your associates, whatever you call them, they see that and they they value that. You know, he's not so much above us that he's not, you know, willing to come out and get his fingers dirty. I'm glad you touched on that because let me touch on that a little bit further. But treating it as it, as it's your own, okay, their household, their families is their business and their 
earning their keep and trade and keeping food on the table through my business. So do you want to halfway do your job and you're going to get a halfway income? Okay. But if you pour yourself into what you're doing and you expect more out of yourself, you get driven about what you do. It's going to make you a stronger father. It's going to make you a stronger family all, all the way around. I mean, people, what I meant by, you know, people think I'm a terminator, even still today, 16 years into owning this company, I still come into work between 1 and 4 a.m. every morning. Oh my God. And I work, I work all the way up to six. <laughs> I'm just driven. I mean, you know, after being in the Navy and stuff, I'm just, you know, this is how I've always been my entire life. I've always, Pee Wee football, man, we had an untouchable football team. I played golf. I was playing scratch golf when I was 12. Just all, everything I've touched, I've always, nothing else is acceptable other than being the champion and then maintaining it or taking it to the next level. Here, we're on a continuous, improvement basis. If we if we can find a better way of doing things, I welcome it looking at it, but not not on my time. We're gonna be doing R and D and stuff, taking a look at multiple different things. We're continuously adding parts all the time. We're fixing to, you know, getting into more hard parts for transmissions and uh we're actually bringing on a diesel line of converters and we're starting to look into some billet front cover stuff, but when you look at some of the best billet front cover stuff that's out there, and you were to compare it to mine that's engineered properly, mine generally weighs 10 to 15 pounds lighter. And in some cases, for some transmissions, it'll reach as much as 20 pounds lighter. Wow. Now, what wow. can you do with, with an additional 50, 60, 70 proven real-world horsepower on a dyno? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You I mean, a lot. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. What gets this you off all the part, line? Yeah. Well, this is all part of your your uh, business, Boss Hog Torque Converters. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about your business and the different products and things that you provide your customers. And you've really expanded the business quite a bit from where it was when you took it over. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the company. Well, certainly. Uh, you know, when I first took over, frankly, I believe that, you know, that they were just keeping it on an incubator for me, you know, to sell it, you know. They were tired and, and whatnot. Uh, when I came in here, I was sitting there. I, I got excited and, and, and looking at the chaos that was back there going, man, I could do this, this, and this. If you have an engineering mind, there's an old, old saying. I don't know if some of the new people may know this, but they're talking about fish in a barrel. You know, if you capture so many fish, we're going to entrap fish in this barrel, and you're going to go fishing. For every fish you catch or kill, that's going to basically earn you a big savings, or you're going to make more money and so forth. Well, with this company, what I saw was a 55-gallon drum with no water filled full of fish, you know, to the top, and instead of a a little bitty pea, uh, pea shooter, I'm going to give you a hand grenade. It was just, you know, one thing after another. And, and I just got really excited into this thing. And I had to back off and pull back and go, okay, well, this is this, this is this, and checking everything out. And I did, you know, a whole lot of due diligence. So, you know, the slight changes that we made all throughout the entire process landed a hand. A lot of what we do are still done by hand. We almost coach work our torque converters all the way through the process because these are hydraulic units. So we do go the extra mile on, on doing what we're doing so that five, 10 years down the road, we know that this is the exact same part that this is going to work. So we have just exacting specifications that every piece is 
has to be made to or it gets failed. Each, at a minimum, every single part gets touched at a minimum 54 times. And in some cases, over 100 times in quality inspections, inspections all throughout before it even gets boxed. Wow. And you make torque converters for all different applications, right? Yes, sir. Um, you know, from old school to, uh, you know, all the way up to the new 6L80 as well. 350s, power glides, 400s, uh, 727s, and a lot of Fords, C4, C6, uh, FMX. We're one of the few people that still do those as well. So we have over 400 SKUs. Now, one of our biggest claims to fame, though, is matching getting the stall right the first time by matching the stall converter to the entire setup. And how we are able to do that is every single setup, there are literally 7,300 variables that can change the stall between, you know, V8s to V6s to intakes to heads to how the motor breathes. Even exhaust system can change the stall in a torque converter. Now you talked or you spoke earlier about special kind of welding that you do that's much, much stronger than what a traditional weld might be. Can you talk a little bit more about that or is it proprietary? Well, it is proprietary, but but there are videos out there that talk about it. And this is something that goes way back. This is not real old school. We apply an awful lot of heat to this particular type of weld and it takes a proper wire and it takes the proper gas to achieve so that you don't have porosity and you have proper balancing. When we're welding on an anti-ballooning plate, you know, we take a couple of passes at it. But with that being said, these anti-ballooning plates are hitting an excess of 2,700 degree oh before we quench them. I mean, you're talking wow. about actual smelting type temperatures and these particular products. So it takes an awful lot of energy in order to do it. But if you can imagine a MIG gun that is set up properly will literally arc before it ever touches the the piece. So the yeah. slag has been reduced by 90 to 100%. Oh my gosh. How cool you know, is so that? All, yeah. all of the sparks that you see flying is wasted wire. Okay. So that all, all that has to happen by getting Again, all of those parameters being set up and knowing what you're doing. Wow. Is that you know, something it, that's done in different industries or is that exclusive to what you're doing? Are there other applications for that kind of welding? Well, I know an awful lot of my competitors don't do what I do as far as that's concerned because I test them. It's, it's, only, it's only right to study your competition, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I actually, uh, this was a D school that I learned in Nor Norfolk at, at, in the Navy. Uh, well, I was going to say, this sounds like a, almost a military uh, application when it comes to uh, perhaps aircraft or missiles or something where error is not an option. So Nelson, uh, what I want to do is talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. We all do. And I love your your application of the fact that there there's no such thing as failure. It's just a learning process. And that's the whole idea behind this question. So walk us through a specific uh, situation that you dealt with and how did you come out of that in a positive way to move forward? Well, um, I've made many mistakes. <laughs> I, well, that's I'm, good. I'm, that means you tried a lot of things, which is great. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm only human. I try to do the best I can. Well, wait a minute. Uh, I, I thought saying... you were the Terminator. You're beyond <laughs> human. You're a machine, dude. <laughs> well, let me, let me talk to you about that. That's where okay. we're going. There you go. Um, so basically, when I purchased this company, there was a loophole that uh, I didn't anticipate. And, you know, obviously I've been successful. So when I first bought this company, I was, uh, once we got it all done, I found out some things that 
I know I had asked and, and it just wasn't right. And I was so stunned. I literally sat in my office for two to three days going, how could this happen? Where can I go from here? My entire process, my entire purchase of this business was based off of my information and I dwelled on it. You know, I really did. I mean, and yet I still had to function and it just got down to one day. On that third day, I'm just sitting there going, you know, these are the options. This is where I'm headed. This is this. And then it just, I mean, like a chill coming through my body. It was like, and I'm not going to give up without a fight. I just stormed out of my office and just said, okay, where's the beginning? I just started at it. I started getting on the machines. I, I went through it and I looked at different processes. Everybody that was already here that came with the old plant or the old owners and stuff were shocked that I actually knew how to, to work a lathe machine, work a CNC, work a stamping press. And what they didn't know is I knew how to rebuild all of that equipment in addition. Uh, you know, so don't get into something you don't know anything about. Study yeah. it. It doesn't mean yeah. you don't have to to react, but you need to act. That was something yeah. my father taught me, that, that, that yeah. sometimes an immediate answer is not always the best answer. Exactly. You know, you, you bring up a really important point here, and this is a sign of success for many people. And, and here's the analogy I use, and that was that is that you had to reinvent yourself. You had to rethink things. And I always use this analogy for people that if you're not reinventing yourself on a regular basis, you're not moving forward and learning. And the best example I have, which is kind of silly, is Michael Jackson. Despite all the goofiness in his life and whatever he was up to, you can't deny that he was not a successful person when he was doing his music. And one of the things he did, and you see this with a lot of people, even actors and great business people, is he constantly reinvented himself, even to the point of reinventing his physical nature with his face. And, you know, I mean, it's but but that was the key. I mean, Madonna did it. Uh, the Beatles did it. I mean, the Beach Boys did it when they came out with their Pet Sounds album. It was like, what is that? You see actors do it. You see great artists and you see great business people do it. So that's the takeaway nugget I hear from you. You had to reinvent yourself and figure figure it out. But what was the biggest lend to his success? Did you know the fact that not after he recorded a song? He would go back and listen to it on an $8 radio. <laughs> to see what it really said. Why, why is that? Because the m most millions of people, that's all they could afford. Yeah. He yeah, was still exactly. true to his true audience and, and what's, what matters the most. You know, will this sound good on this cheap, cheap, cheap little hand radio? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that about him. That's very cool. Well, let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors. And we're going to be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. 
This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. So let's go back in time a little bit here and talk about Something that instigated this passion you have for automobiles and the automotive industry. Is there a pivotal moment in your life, Nelson, when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Well, I, I think it was uh, my grandmother. And in fact, uh, I, I first started changing oil with my dad when I was, a, when I, was uh, um, I guess, eight or nine years old. He was uh-huh. pulling it up on the ramps. Mind you, I was a big kid back in those days. I grew, grew up um, really fast. I guess I became gravity impaired at that point. Uh, <laughs> I like and, that uh, <laughs> Anyway, so long story short was, I mean, I liked what I was doing. I did something for my dad and surprisingly changing oil was pretty easy. You know, I just, I had a knack for it. I took everything apart in the house and half the time I didn't put it back together, you know, so a lot, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure my dad is um, still wondering why I'm not dead now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I should have been punished uh, as I as I look back, but um, hey, they were letting you explore. That's the great thing is when parents let kids do that. That's I didn't a wonderful give, thing. I didn't give them a choice. Unfortunately, I was just a, <laughs> okay, just one of those. Um, yeah. On my fifteenth uh, year, just before my about three four weeks before my sixteenth birthday, before I got my license, we had uh, that entire year uh, leading up to uh, my grandmother passing away. I'd put almost 80,000 miles on my dad's car driving from Huntsville to Memphis, Tennessee to care for his mom and uh, buy her groceries and stuff, And um, which brought me a lot closer to her. We didn't get a chance to see her much until then, but she had a a Jetstar Oldsmobile, uh, Jetstar 88. It had a 283 V8 with a power glide in it, and you talk about an aircraft carrier-sized vehicle. Um, this thing was just uh, a land barge. It really wasn't that fast, but I kind of poured my heart into or held on to my grandmother through that car. And I, I literally waxed the firewall. I mean, I did the shock tower. I did everything, you know, and I really took care of it. And it wasn't long. Mind you, the thing didn't have less than 20,000 miles on it. She didn't drive it much. 
my next car, uh, I just found out that, you know, I got into a lot more in involved in, in keeping it up, repairing it and making it showcase extremely well. I mean, I just, I, I was, I was bit, I mean, I was taking Q-tips to the lug nuts. I mean, I was getting, you know, going nuts. Understand. It yeah. was like a show car 24 seven. Was that Jetstar your first really special car, the first really special car in your life? Yes, it was. That's a lot of metal to take care of and polish and wax, that's for sure. Those things yeah. are long, you know, that, that whole malaise area of, era of cars is just giant. Very cool. Well, here's a, here's a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, what would Nelson Gill be and why? I, I, I'm a lover of so many different cars, from foreign to uh, American muscle. You know, I I swear I, I grew up in the wrong era. You know, my friends were, my friends had all you know Chevelle uh, 396 four speeds to uh, GTOs to you know I had a, I had a guy that uh, had a uh, 380 horsepower uh, Volkswagen GTI. We Holy just cow. all wrenched. Yeah, we all just wrenched on everybody's cars, and that's just the guys I hung out with and. Most of my friends were actually my older sister's friends. They had 66 GMC trucks. I mean, uh-huh. so what car would I be? Yeah, um, what would you be? Yeah, and, and it's not, it isn't about what you want to be. This is about how you feel about yourself manifest as a vehicle. I, I, obviously, it would have to be something that is wide open that could possibly even keep up with what I'm doing. Um, you know, so something fast, it's got to be fast, right? Something fast with, uh, excellent handling, but, um, timeless lines. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a thing for the, um, do you, uh, do you know the, uh, Morgan Arrow 8? Oh yeah. 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 yeah I, I really like that vehicle. And, um, you know, the, uh, they have one with the, uh, seven series BMW V8 engine in it. With the side pipes, that's uh, that's a really nice car, but uh, I would probably have to either put nitrous or a supercharger on it or something. <laughs> of course, yeah. So flames it's are flying out the back. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's an interesting car, that Arrow Eight, because they kind of took the old Morgan looks and morphed it into a kind of a modern car. But then again, if you look at it, you kind of see reminiscence, and I'm going to get some eyebrows raised here, like old Delahays or the French cars from the 30s with these flowing ballooning lines where everything's kind of puffed out a little bit but looks sleek and fast for its time so i think you're the first morgan arrow eight on cars yeah here so i'm not too surprised by that all right nelson no i think it's great nelson we're entering the what i call the last lap i'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that morgan arrow eight throttle so here we go what's one of your personal habits and you've talked about this in our discussion today that you think has contributed to your many successes over the years? Well, I would have to say my determination, my drive, my uh, <laughs> yeah, no uh, my absolute <laughs> no-quit attitude. Yeah, absolutely. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Well, I've, I've been blessed. Uh, you know, I, I love, I would have to say, uh, I would have to go back and spend more time with Carol Shelby. He had yeah, such the yeah. power of foresight and power of weight, and it was just uh, inspirational. Yeah, yeah, quite a character. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you? Uh, never assume anything. The assumption is the uh, the mother of all mistakes. Yeah, yeah. What is that saying? Assuming makes an ass, A-S-S, out of you and me. So, uh, yeah, I always remember that one. 
Yeah, don't assume anything. Get your facts straight. How about a great resource for listeners that you think is a, a good go-to, one that you use quite often? Well, you know, we, we always use um, a pick-a-stall uh, form that we have that uh, uh, would allow us to match up that stall converter to get it right the first time. You know, we're one of the few people that can do that. Also, check out our Facebook at ACC Performance. And uh, you can always go to accperformance.com or bosshogtorqueconverters.com. We're also on Instagram at bosshogacc. There you go. I'll make sure I put all those links on Nelson's show notes page. Is there a book you've read that you think others should read as well that's helped you? Yes, definitely. That would be a Dale Carnegie book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The reason I really like that, because not only does it talk about just about people, it teaches that there's more than one way to look at a situation or a certain part or a certain installation or individual. Yeah, it's a classic book. It's a it's a book everybody should read, especially young people. Uh, just maybe going away to college is a good starting point for that book, because that's the beginning of where you're on your own. And it's important to... Uh, Make friends, influence people, and start to learn and gain those skills for your later life in business. I'll make sure I put all these great resource links on Nelson's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Nelson Agill, and you'll find that page with all these links. All right, Nelson, we're up to the checkered flag here, my friend, and I'm going to buy you a very cool car today. Some kind of collector car, fun car, something different, something you can enjoy on the weekends. But there are a few rules, as there always are when somebody gives you something. Uh, you have to drive it. No Garage Queens. I want you to enjoy it and drive it. Uh, it's the only one collector car you can have, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or new machinery for your factory and your business. So you got to keep it. You've got to enjoy it. So what can I buy you? I'm going to have to go with that Morgan, Arrow 8. The Morgan Arrow I really Arrow like 8. that. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've seen those. Uh, I think I've seen some at SEMA and maybe some other car events, but I've never ridden in one or driven one. Do you know anybody that's ever driven one or have you had the, the luxury of driving yeah. one? I've you had have. The, what, I've what's had it the, like? Well, um, okay. Well, think about this. 329 foot-pound uh, horsepower, 429 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, wet, it only weighs 2,600 pounds, coupled with a six-speed manual transmission. So you have to be able to get it out of the hole. Otherwise, you're going to have some kick with it. But uh, once you learn how to drive it, it's really smooth, excellent handling, and the power band range just goes for days with that that light body. You'd be shocked at the, uh, at how well it handles and takes off and and responds. But again, it has to do with the way that they coach build them. I mean, it's it's a very unique vehicle. And don't get me wrong, I still like the old the old sixty five uh, GTO and four four two with the W thirty coupe. Very different kind of vehicle. I love it. What color would you like yours to be? I would say a metallic green. Oh, okay. You know, green is a, a unique color, and I'm starting to see green come back a bit. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, green was somewhat of a popular color. Then it kind of vanished. You just don't see many green cars around. Um, and now I'm starting to see some manufacturers offer green as a color. Uh, even Porsche has brought back uh, Avertine Green as one of the options in their color list, which is a beautiful color. I love that Viper green from the 70s, those bright, bold colors uh, that Porsche used and some of the others. And, of course, there's always Sublime from the American Muscle Cars, which was a yes. fantastic color uh, from that era. 
Nelson, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, buddy. This has been really fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Congratulations on all your success. Could you give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the Alabama sunset in that Morgan Arrow 8? Well, certainly, Mark. You know, you know, a lot of people want the shortcut. They want the, the, the cliff notes. Get me there. Get me to success much quicker. Well, I think in doing that is the only shortcut here is going to be doing the work. And the time and effort that you're taking to to find that shortcut, you've already could have laid that foundation down to be very successful and very thorough in what you do. And that is what you'll basically get out of it, what you put into it. So if you give it your all, you should expect that. Oh, and never quit. Never quit. Absolutely. Fantastic. And again, I'll remind our listeners, there's lots of ways to follow along with Nelson Gill and his company. You can go to their website, bosshogconverters.com. They're on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn, they're on Instagram. I will put links to all these things on his show notes page, so check it out. I think you'll have great fun what you discover here. Nelson, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with Cars Yeah. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks a lot, Mark. Have a great day. You as well, my friend. Take care. Hey, Cars Yeah! listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yeah! podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast, automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.